This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Cut Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Gosh, <laughs> it's just been such a wild few weeks, but things are going well, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm just, you know, getting geared up for the fall here at uh, here at the Country Squire. Um, moving some pipes, man. We had our um, September Chacombe sale, and that was uh, that was really good. Sold a whole bunch of pipes from St. Claude, France, and those were excellent. And uh, got some exciting events for the fall, you know. Going to have our pipe night coming up here in about a month. Just rocking and rolling, dude. That's good, Yeah, dude. we're doing well. And, man, November is upon us. So we're, I mean, you know, as, yeah, I know it's just nuts. Like yeah. we're, we're here in October. We're already talking about November, but it's, it's right here. And you know how the fall is. It's always, you know, one event after another. It's like, Hey, you know, Hey, what week, season, what weekend are you busy? No. What weekend are you free? Mm, That's mm-hmm, the thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, okay. This, especially in the South, we got all these games and, you know, people just throwing events for no reason yeah, at all. Foot, football and people get wedding, you know, married and all this stuff. And yeah. it's just like, well, you know, at, at some point you just uh, have to resign yourself to, you know, just being a slave to, to the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy, man. So, I, but the, you know, the funny thing is, of course, you know, being, being down in the South, as, as you mentioned, we are, we, what we perceive as hot and cold is different from the rest of the country. I was up in uh, Chicago um, yeah. yesterday, actually. It's so bizarre because in Chicago right now, it is cold, like legitimately cold it's october it's it, it, so anywhere else maybe that would make sense yeah but, right. and so that's the thing so like i was i was in chicago i was like you know freezing not you know free, freezing for a, a southern guy in, in chicago in october and then i come here and i get out of the uh you know get out of the airport when i'm all bundled up and i'm like oh snap i'm sweating all of a sudden like <laughs> this is the way that uh that, that fall hits us is just different for yeah no I, I love it because you go in like our local uh you know retailers or whatever i mean what you know name your favorite clothing store right, right. So gap or you know j crew or american eagle wherever you shop you know the nationwide retailers they'll pulling out their you know scarves and sweaters and you know warm tweed top hats and all this kind of stuff and <laughs> and like it's literally 92 degrees right like right, you know right. and so it's just disgusting you know it, it, and you know i just think to myself if i wore a turtleneck today that would be one more reason for me to you know have to take a bath you know again before i go to bed so anyway yeah it's just nuts but by, by the way just a fun point of order here we were kind of joking getting ready for the live show tonight yeah uh and and you know just talking about all the insanity that comes with it and i, I said you know well i have to turn the phone off before we start uh the show because i know that brian levine will call uh to to you know monkey with us and and you know that kind of thing well it, he he is watching the live show tonight and he wants us to know that he would never never call uh that he would just uh text constantly um, that's that's brilliant <laughs> and uh and, and so th- thank you brian yeah and uh and and i you know this is great because now i have one more thing to juggle during our uh yeah, that's, th- during our uh, show notes and all that other that, stuff that, so. that's what you want that's what you want that's what you want it's also not true brian has definitely called during the show oh no, yeah he has yeah. he has but th- yeah this is uh this is, this is good yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he sent me a little kiss li- kissy lip emoji thing which i you know we'll we'll discuss that later there's probably some good therapists that we can recommend them to so, brilliant yeah brilliant well you know so i mentioned man i was in Chicago uh, passed by Erwin Reese. Uh, Ewan Reese. Erwin. I've never heard of Erwin Reese, but maybe it sounds like a great new shop. Well, no, look, man, you you pass by there, and I got to tell you, like, I, I you forget how they represent 
out in that area and just the fact they've been such a stable in Chicago for such a long time. They've got like this massive sign with a with you know a, a pipe directly on it. They've got you know the uh, kind of the classic look and style and everything else, and they just make such a statement on the street. And they do. I was they walking do. by and I was like, you know what? It is iconic. Because like the thing is, you know. I, mm, they, they, you know, they're sitting on some stuff. I, I should probably be careful about how I say this, but like, it got to be some gems hiding up in there. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying that, like, you know, here's what it is. You know how there's the quote Disney Vault. Yep. Well. Yep. That exists in the pipe tobacco world, and it's in Chicago, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> like, like I, I know this to be true. You're pretty sure it's there. I'm not sure what's in that vault. Right. I have my suspicions, and I really wanted to go by and see if I could use the whole like, you know, Country Squire radio <laughs> card yeah, to see like, right. hey, let me let me pop back in there and say, see what you're sitting on. It's like show, it's like showing up at the Vatican, being like, yeah, I want to see that, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene stuff or whatever. I'm saying in the in, in the era <laughs> of the industry that we live in right now, if you're in Chicago you need to be schmoozing because there's that you know they're sitting on there's, some, there's something there that's all i'm going to say about that <laughs> uh man of course we got uh, coming up here this month the jackson pipe night that's right uh it's actually november 1st but it's a month from today oh, gosh that's uh, right yeah jackson pipe night that'll be uh here at the squire thursday november 1st our, our good friends at law dc uh will be sponsoring that of course you know you hear law dc you're like what is that well that is synonymous with them um, uh the american version of savinelli cornell and deal uh glp's tobaccos uh two friends tobaccos uh captain earls lots of different mm, great tobaccos mm. briarworks tobaccos um and uh and soon to be also uh, in addition to savinelli peterson pipes and so uh they will be here uh you know doing kind of a trunk show setup our good friend bill with them and um yeah man slow smoke competition food uh live music uh lots of lots of uh you know uh, libations flowing it'll be uh it'll be a good time yeah like so, you know i've already seen some of the always, tweets it's always a good time yeah seen some of the tweets it looks like that's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of folks to come into town for their pipe pilgrimage uh, especially in the new shop uh, for those that uh, have never come come to the country squire what a great opportunity what a great event to be here for uh and to compete and absolutely wipe the floor i will go ahead and say this right now you <laughs> you will wipe the floor with me so for those of you who are ready to come in but and, you've wiped the floor with me before yeah i know and, and, and so and yeah. so you know it, it's like a plus b We'll see. That's well, right. I mean, you know, feel, by the transitive property, you will have feel, also wiped the floor with John feel, David. Feel good about uh, about your your um, you know chances here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, the, in the weeks in the weeks leading up to it, I plan on like really kind of honing my skills and make sure I represent uh, fairly decently. Like like when I start seeing that we've got so many different folks that are actually coming in from yeah. uh, for their pipe pilgrimage as part of this event, that's when I'm like, okay. Let, let me bone up real quick, you know. <laughs> let, me make, let me make sure that I don't like. No, exactly. The yeah. first ever Jackson Pipe Night, I was. Uh, it's like studying before the uh, exam. Exactly. Like, Pulling the all nighter. Yeah. But like the first ever Pipe Night that I that I attended, uh, it was like I think within the first year of Country Squire Radio. So I mean, I was a I was a fairly new pipe smoker in, in the sense that like I had only just recently started trying to get back into it, and uh, I I believe and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I was out within three minutes. Like I, oh yeah, you were the first one out. Yeah, I was definitely the first no, one and, out. And and you were I, I think it was actually three minutes and change. It was laughably bad. Yeah, it was it was under four minutes. Because yeah. the thing is, if you're out within the first minute, something messed up with your match. If you're out within the first like three to four minutes, you screwed up. Like, yeah. like, no, yeah. like you don't you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And so that was uh that was a sham and uh, embarrassing. <laughs> and everybody was like, Aren't you a country squire? What? Well, you but know. you redeemed yourself eventually, you know? So eventually. There was, yeah, there's some good stuff there. Eventually. I'm yeah. just saying, like I'm 
I'm always cognizant that, that that's there. But come out and join us November 1st again here in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, details available at CountrySquireRadio.com. I mean, um, Country Squire. Uh, uh, not Country Squire not yet. Yeah, no. we, we will have, uh, if you sign up for our email list, though, which you can do at the CountrySquireOnline.com, we'll be sending out information then. So. Also, a few extra things. Of course, this weekend yeah. is uh, the Texas Pipe Show, oh. which, we're, which we're very excited about. And so uh, we won't be doing a, any kind of live recording there this year or anything, but I'll be on hand and uh, just popping around, probably getting some uh, interviews here and there. That should be fun. Uh, really excited about this. They have, uh, for some strange reason, in a very uh, incredible uh, lack of common sense they invited me to put on their uh, their blending <laughs> seminar which is going to be well, october you know when they catch you blending well when, when they catch you blending you know right. I mean, like, that's they, a technique they, we hadn't seen before and, and, you got to pass that around they right yeah that's right and they're all gonna get to, in a circle and you're gonna learn and, uh, blending from john david cole <laughs> you'd be like anyway i so need some more boodles <laughs> Yeah, just right there in front of everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, the, Give blending, me the old Louis C.K. blending blending, blending seminar, uh, Tobacco Cabana. That's October fifth, uh, this coming Friday at six p.m. Tobacco Cabana is in Cedar Hills, uh, Cedar Hill, Texas, um, and uh, they are doing the pre-show blending seminar. <laughs> we are terrible, terrible people. <laughs> um, the pipe show, the actual pipe show. So you'll want to you'll want to skip the blending seminar because I'll be there. No, seriously, we hope you come. Um, it's also sponsored by Scandinavian Tobacco Group, yeah. and so they'll have a lot of good stuff from Lane and uh, Peter Stokeby. Lots of great high-quality ingredients there for that. Um, the, the the actual Texas Pipe Show, October 6th, that's this Saturday. It's at Pop's Safari Room in Fort Worth. Uh, great great location. Yeah, it was so much fun, man. Really cool uh, concept of a smoke shop. They've got uh, a really high-quality wine cellar and uh, have beer uh, there to drink also some espresso drinks um uh, but then you know a great uh, humidor uh, smoking inside nice patio really really great atmosphere so um, the doors open at 10 o'clock that morning the uh, slow smoke will begin at three and there will be a raffle uh that evening at five and so and the show will go till seven so really good time what they want to be sure that everyone knows is um that they need you to sign up for the slow smoke competition beforehand. So I actually uh, today signed up. I got my ticket for the slow smoke competition. All right, twenty five dollars. You're actually going to get a clay pipe with the uh, with the with the thing. Oh, so, interesting. So that'll be good. The tobacco will be provided by Cornell and Deal. Everyone gets a clay pipe, so that's fun. And then the slow smoke competition will be that day at three. But if you go to texaspipeshow.com, uh, you can uh, at the very top there's a thing that says slow smoke contest. Click that, uh, and it'll it'll take you to where you need to sign up to buy your ticket. So really good help support all the great people that are putting on this and uh chris dummelin uh you can find his contact information at texaspipeshow.com he's the president of the lone star pipe club but they're they've done a fantastic job coordinating other clubs in the texas area we're proud to be to be involved so uh, that that'll be a lot of fun oh man it's gonna be a blast um, and uh look pop safari room like it's, it's a cool spot huh? it is one of yeah. those shops i mean you know I've, I've had the the privilege of being able to uh, visit a lot of different pipe shops around the country and you know the every every single shop I've been to, like there's been something about it that I've kind of taken away. Pop Safari Room is one of these places that, like, from every single angle, it's not like I can't take one thing away. I want to take like the entire shop away. It's just it's amazing, uh, and it is such a unique experience. And so you know, there's a lot of reasons to go. You know, in terms of all of the great talent that you'll meet, in terms of the amazing community that's out there in Texas, in terms of being able to watch John David Cole blend in front of your eyes, all of those things are a very good reason to go. But Pop Safari room that's like that's like the icing on the cake <laughs> like you, you're going for the cake but i mean it's let's be honest spot. like yeah. that icing whoo 
It's like it's like that buttercream icing. It's when, when, so good. When people turn around, you just eat the icing by itself and yeah. throw the cake out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, you don't throw the cake yeah, out. No, no, not in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you might gorge on the you might gorge on the icing. That no, that's true. good. <laughs> man, all right. So a uh, little bit more. <laughs> we got, man, we got a lot, lot of stuff well, going it's on. Housekeeping, yeah. So, no, that's okay. So we've mentioned the last couple of episodes. We have announced, of course, that the 2018 Custom Cobb competition is on, and the theme this year is Thanksgiving. Maintaining that kind of holiday esque no, approach that we did last year. This yeah. year, the focus is uh, is on Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, so the, the what's up? <laughs> what? I'm just like, what if we did a, a slow smoke or a, a, a custom Cobb competition uh, one year that had nothing to do with the holiday? Just nothing. To with the holidays. And just like said, okay, this year it's, it's uh, uh, March fifth, seventh, uh, March seventh. Oh, it's the 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 slow smoke com- or the the, the custom cob? the custom cob competition is like uh, you know the Ides of March. Oh, interesting. Oh, or, that actually or, sounds kind of cool. <laughs> or like you know, or, or you know, like we're gonna the custom cob is based on Helen Keller or something. Uh, interesting choice. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you could do all kinds of stuff. You could do all kinds of stuff with it, yeah. but we are doing holidays, and this year, of course, it <laughs> is Thanksgiving. Now, we've uh, mentioned that, of course, if you go to Facebook right now, um, last week, that you'd be able to find the rules, and yes, today, the, the rules went live, so you can find them there. Also, we're going to run them down for you right now on the show, so here's what you need to do. Country Squire Radio, once again, hosting the holiday-themed Custom Cobb competition with a Thanksgiving bent. Uh, so here's the rules. One entry per person. You will need to use a Missouri Meerschaum pipe as the base pipe. That's right. All pipes must be smokable. Get creative is crazy, but they it must still be still has to be smokable, smokable after you customize it. That's right. right. Contestants will need to send their pipe to the Country Squire. Uh, the address is 1855 Lakeland Drive B10, and of course, if you can't find that, you can find it, of course, on the uh, website. You can also find it on the Facebook page. We posted it there. Uh, just do a search for the Country Squire yeah. in Jackson, Mississippi. You'll find the address. Yeah. Actually, that's the old address, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no. The, so the address that is, is the old address. It is the old address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our current address is eighteen fifty five Lakeland Drive, Suite C, as in Charlie Ten, Jackson, Mississippi three nine two one six. I'm going to get that updated as soon as possible. You will, and yeah, it'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Wow! <laughs> and just got to sneak down right by me. Oh, that's good. Uh, all entries must be here at the Country Squire, but by November twelfth, the winner is going to be announced on a very special Thanksgiving episode, which will be recorded on the nineteenth and posted on the twenty second. Uh, that's the the Monday before Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. It'll, yeah. be a, it'll be a fun time, much like we did last year. If you yep. got a chance to listen to that, then you know what I'm talking about. In terms of the rewards, so, uh, you know, glory uh, and, and immortality there in is that. audio podcast uh, format. That, that's right. Yep. But all pipe entries will be featured on the Country Squire as well as uh, photographed and displayed online via the shop's Instagram and Facebook channels. Winners will get a custom, the winner rather, will get a custom Cobb trophy along with a few other swag items from uh, Country Squire Radio. And all the pipes that are sent in will be auctioned and sold after the contest is concluded with all profits donated to the Ronald McDonald House. So that's what you need to know. That's all the rules, regulations and such uh, as they are, except for the address, which we will get updated on Facebook. But otherwise, that's what you need to know. Can I sweeten the pot? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Is that Absolutely, okay? man. What you got? What you got? Well, you know, we, we recently had our, our Esoterica and Jermaine drop. Oh. And, and so, and you know, it's good because our website actually did not crash this time. So our, our dear friend, <laughs> Pyle Orange, uh, James, uh, who's in Texas, who I'll see this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, he he's done a good job, uh, you know, getting our website uh, Esoterica proof, basically. But, you know, we, we happen to have a couple of leftover items. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking for our winner, they deserve, you know, a, a beautiful trophy. But um, I don't know, maybe something, maybe something else. You're saying my solid gold painting trophy 
is not good enough. You no, want to throw I, no, down I, some it, premium no, tobacco it, it, in there? It, as well? it is good enough. It, it is good enough. But but maybe someone you know would want something else that they would be proud to in share case the hot want. glue doesn't fall. It and, like and, falls apart. Unless it, it in case it doesn't <laughs> fall apart. Maybe maybe there's something else that they'd like to get in addition to that. I like they, it. I mean, obviously they won't be as proud as the trophy, but you know uh, you, you they might enjoy a little penzance on the side. Oh, and so um, I don't know. Why don't we Why don't we say the winner gets a gets a half pound of Penzance in the original bag. All right, y'all. Get out there. Get your Missouri Meerschaum pipes. Get to work. Get your paints. Get crazy it's with exciting. it. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. No, it's uh, the, the, the prizes have never been higher. The stakes, the man. The stakes have never been higher. Yeah. So uh, The so, turkeys and the pilgrims and the and all that. I can't wait to see. Yeah. Get crazy. We, yeah. we, we can't wait to see what y'all do. No, that's good. It's, it's going to be, be, gonna gonna be exciting. Yeah. Speaking of exciting, man, I'm excited for tonight's show. We're talking Oriental tobaccos tonight. We are. We're on the Oriental Express. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too easy. Uh, yeah, man. So, you know, it's it's interesting. We had uh, a, a, someone write in. I think it was actually on our Country Squire Radio uh, Squire's Lounge on Facebook. And someone oh, yeah. wrote in uh, recently. They were talking about, um, you know, I constantly hear, uh, you know, folks referencing that blends feature Oriental tobaccos. And, and, you know, it's like it, the guy was like, what does that mean? Like the, there's a bunch of different Oriental leaves. And so like when you say Oriental tobacco and I can't remember who it is. And if you're listening, I really um, apologize. I'd love to reference you personally because we love when when a lot of this is user content driven. It means a lot to us and uh, is helpful. Uh, so anyway, thank you for, for who you are. Um, but, you know, the person was like, look, there's a you, you know, we're um, there's all this uh oriental tobacco like what does that mean there are all these different oriental leaves so when you say oriental tobaccos which ones are you talking about and uh like who you know uh, what's the difference between this one and that one so we thought we'd just unpack that a little bit yeah um and and talk about that and so uh oriental tobaccos these are typically uh tobaccos that are considered indigenous to the mediterranean region and so you know when we think mediterranean region we're thinking um you know, of course, that eastern portion, think, uh, you know, everything up from uh, Greece, uh, Macedonia, Bulgaria, all the way down through uh, kind of that, what we call it, the Levant region that, uh, you know, into uh, Syria, Turkey, um, you know, uh, that that area as well. And then, of course, I guess you could include Cyprus there. I was told also. there'd be no geography. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint <laughs> you, uh, to, to disappoint you thoroughly. Um and so tobaccos that are indigenous to this to this area. Now, would you throw Latakia in there? I guess you could. Uh, Latakia is uh, the, if I'm remembering right, uh, the shekel bent leaf that has been smoked to impart it with that particular flavor. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you could throw that leaf in there with uh, with that. But uh, in general, these tobaccos are, are from that area. Well, they're all from that area. And so occasionally you'll hear these referred to as Turkish tobaccos, um, you know, a Turkish blend, Turkey, you know, there, yeah. there are specific Turkish leaves that we uh, refer to. And, you know, but but then also, you know, some folks typically will just kind of refer to these as Turkish blends. That's kind of a uh, anachronism, I guess, because, you know, a lot of that area was controlled by the Ottoman Empire, thus the Turks. And so you think of all that area as as Turkish tobacco. Uh, don't tell that to someone from Greece, though. I think they would probably have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's interesting. In Greece, you know, we, we oftentimes would order Greek coffee, but we'd say Turkish coffee, but constantly get corrected, like, no, Greek coffee. No, that's <laughs> like, right. Like, no, that, that, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they'd spit in your coffee and give it to you. That's well, Turkish coffee to a Greek. And, you know, we <laughs> we here at Country Squire Radio is big fans of Tolkien, also big fans of Lewis. So, you right. know, growing up, we heard all about Turkish delight in uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the candy, right? That, right. The squishy red candy. Yeah, so they yeah. serve that with Greek coffee uh, or Turkish coffee. and But but the thing is, they don't call it Turkish Delight. And we made the mistake of trying to order Turkish Delight several times over and getting blank stares. But you know what? They knew what we were talking about. Anyway, that's that's a whole aside. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, if we um, can kind of peel back the layers of what, what is there in the Turkish tobaccos, we can at least kind of understand um, what folks are referencing when they when they talk about about that so um and and we assure you if you ever serve turkish delight at the country squire they will probably have uh no turkish tobaccos in there although we make no promises <laughs> um, blending components uh these turkish and oriental tobaccos they're uh typically seen as blending components they're sto- they're known as for their sweetness their strength uh typically uh, nutty flavors um you've got um you know, uh, a, a zestiness to them. Sometimes uh, you'll get a mustiness. There's a lot, a lot going on here. What you're not going to find is something that uh, is super high nicotine, uh, super super strong. Uh, but it, it, the flavors are very distinct and very and, and and tend to be very strong. So I'm doing something tonight in uh, kind of uh, with this episode. I'm smoking in my uh, clay pipe here. This little clay cutty I've got. I'm smoking yep. straight Izmir, um, which I've got some beautiful uh, pipe here. by the way. Yeah, beautiful I mean, just pipe. Class- Look, but, but beautiful. I lo- love this pipe, um, and uh, uh, you know, but just smoking some straight Izmir. This is not typically a tobacco that you want to smoke straight. Uh, it's a tobacco that uh, is incredibly uh, aromatic. You'll get some floral notes to it. Uh, there is kind of a a sourness that'll that'll hit the back of your tongue that's it's very pleasant actually but it's just not something that uh you find in a lot of tobaccos but you know again you're not really smoking this straight typically this is a this is an ingredient but i mean is that because it's not for the faint of heart or because you have to have a palate to really fully appreciate it or is it just simply like you don't you don't eat paprika because it's paprika. Yeah, no, I think I think it's all the above. Yeah, I mean, I think you 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 know, I guess you could if you wanted to, but it's something. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it, it's in some way is it interesting enough to smoke by itself? Well, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, maybe not. But, yeah. but then also, you know, there's a um, element of the, it's kind of overwhelming the perfumey uh, nature of it. Not in a not in a Lakeland tobacco rosewater way, but a, in the. Um, in a kind of a floral way, uh, there's a uh, there's a perfuminess to it that can be kind of overbearing if you smoke it by itself. But uh, but I enjoy it occasionally. You know, as I've talked before on, on the show, I like to smoke blending ingredients uh, here and there just so I know kind of you know familiarize myself, reacquaint myself with uh, kind of what you're dealing with there. And I encourage other you know we've talked uh, the other day on our uh, blending episode, uh, we talked about um, you know the importance of doing that. Yeah, so I, absolutely. So I, I would recommend that. Um, but the you know the Turkish or Oriental are, are typically blending components. These uh, are used in you know varying proportions, but generally small proportions. Um, it's a common ingredient in high quality cigarettes, and so you think about people scratch their head. They're like, "What?" But you think about look, you know, look at all those old Camel cigarettes that talk about the Turkish. Turkish cigarettes, Turkish tobacco, I mean, you know, that type of thing. Those are um, in very high quality, especially the early cigarettes that came out. Um, 
Turkish leaf was predominant there, and or, or at least a very high percentage. And you still see that somewhat today. A, a lot of the Turkish leaf or an Oriental leaf that is out there has been gobbled up before it hits the pipe market. It's hmm. got a lot of the stuff is gobbled up by the cigarette market, and so you know the, it's being uh, you know blended in with uh, different types of cigarettes, particularly high quality cigarettes. But you know it's it's a uh, it's being put into uh, the blend with those to give it more of an aromatic kind of floral uh, flavor um, and uh, just to make the cigarette tobacco taste a little more nuanced. I mean, I get that it's a mass situation. Like, you know, if you think about the benefit of buying in bulk gives you access to, you know, products that, that other sure. people might not. I mean, yeah. you know, we talk about this even with when you go to like, you know, larger pipe shows, people that go in and like, oh, I'm just going to buy up the table, end up getting all the, the pipes before anybody else even gets a chance to see them. So from that standpoint, Makes sense. Frustrating, but it makes sense. To me, it would seem with the premium tobacco, though, can't can't pipe tobacco blenders get like the first like like if you want the just best a, of the just best a little bit, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just throw throw me a bone for the here. culture, if nothing else. Like, throw me a bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of even your most premium uh, tobacco blenders um, for the pipe world have trouble getting some of these leaves uh, because. You know, it's just uh, they're small batch leaves anyway. Uh, th- these leaves are, you know, just not particularly uh, readily available as time goes on. Less and less tobacco is grown. And, um, but then, you know, you're, you kind of have the big guys swooping in, taking up a lot of the stuff. And so even though the pipe market is, is large-ish, you know, it's, it's not as big as the other. And so, sure. um, you know, the, the other guys gobble up a lot of the inventory. Um, and, and so, you know, you've got uh, this situation where there's a ton of different leaves that are out there, uh, but they all have, you know, some varying characteristics to say, you know, somewhat, but but they also have a lot of commonalities as well. They're typically uh, kind of aromatic, uh, floral, uh, sweet and sour, some people say. Uh, there's a mustiness to them. They're just a very uh, distinctive tobacco that you'll see in a lot of English-style blends. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of lurking in a lot of different places, but um, common varietals of, of Turkish or Oriental leaf uh, include Basma, uh, Drama, Xanthi, Samsun, Izmir, Yaniji, and Katerini. Uh, these are different leaves that come from, you know, again, places anywhere from uh, Greece, Macedonia, Turkey, uh, Syria, uh, Bulgaria. Uh, you know, they, they have leaves for, that come from all these different regions. Typically, the leaves on these plants are very small, and they're harvested when they're relatively young. And so small leaf, uh, not particularly mature, and so lots of flavor, uh, lots of uh, you know, uh, power as far as the uh, the taste of it goes, mm, but not mm-hmm. you know you're not going to have that rich. Think about the you know you're thinking about uh, Virginia tobaccos. So you have these big, uh, rich, uh, velvety, thick, oily leaves. You know you you have less of that here uh, as you do in the um, uh, you know w- with those. This is going to be a smaller, more uh, pungent kind of leaf. Um, a lot of these tobaccos because they're uh, hard to find. You'll find them in what they call a Turkish ribbon or a blended ribbon or a oriental ribbon uh, blend or something like that. And so what that means is that because it's hard, let's say um, let's say you're a tobacconist and you want to use some oriental tobaccos to blend with. Right. 
Well, you may not be able to get, you know, five pounds of Yeniji tobacco or Samsung tobacco or Bosma tobacco because all these varietals, even though there's little differences uh, in them that you'd love to use, um, you know, these tobaccos are very limited. They're hard to get. And, and, you know, there just is not a huge availability of them. Sure. And so what the folks do a lot of times is you'll, they'll, they'll market a blended ribbon. And so what that is, a blended Turkish ribbon, McClellan did this for years and we loved it. Um, and there's other sources for it too now. But what they do is they take all these tobaccos, the ones that they can, you know, get most easily and readily available, and they'll they'll actually blend them together. And so you're getting kind of a hodgepodge oh, interesting. of all okay. of this. So it's it's almost like if there was a tobacco indigenous, let's say, to the southeast United States, and you had one in Mississippi and Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia. And each one of those tasted a little different, but they were all pretty similar. Um and so, it, 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 you know, one year you might have more Tennessee, the other year you might have Georgia. Um, but what they do is they, because of the availability reasons, they kind of just take all that, blend it together, and then you've got a, a relatively consistent, consistent yeah. product that comes out year after year. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the kind of side benefit too, to McClellan as well is that since they were kind of controlling that and setting that, they were able to maintain you know, like that premium Oriental for when, you know, say the holidays came around and oh, yeah. the ways that they made their their specific stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the other thing. Like the, No judgment. I'm just saying that was kind of a benefit to them in, sure. in that kind of uh, yeah. um, and, and, uh, distribution and process. The, the big guys, if they've got connections and that kind of thing, they're going to get access to, uh, you know, McClellan had a couple of Puro, if you can call it that, tins, you know, where they were using uh, Caterini Classic or Unigi Supreme. These were, uh, you know, tobacco tins that were featuring these particular uh, oriental leaves that I think were incredibly good uh, and, and we miss them but you'll still see those occasionally you'll see other uh, blenders that will find uh, particular leaves uh, and and do that what's a lot of fun you can actually uh, look online and and go find some of these leaves yourself and so if you want to you can actually order whole leaf uh, in you know if you wanted to get uh, you know Bosma or Yaniji or um, uh, the uh, Izmir, you know, you can actually order that and actually shred it yourself at your house, which is kind of kind of fascinating. In already some cooked, sense, uh, yeah. It, well, it's already cured, yeah. Cured, and yeah, so, yeah. in in some sense, uh, you know, the whole leaf in some ways is kind of easier to find for the consumer than the shredded leaf. Amazing, uh, which is interesting. And so, you know, for we have access to some things on our end that make it a say. little easier for us. Interesting, but, but for the consumer, the end consumer, uh, you can actually get the whole leaf on some of these Orientals easier than you can the 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 shredded leaf, which I think is is fascinating. Huh. Um, so uh, a little pro tip there for uh, yeah, kind know, of as a follow yeah, just, to the blending at home. To, yeah. Something to think about. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, there's various uh, you look, you know, search at your own uh, peril. But, there, you know, there's all kinds of uh, whole leaf websites online where you can order uh, different tobacco leaves and um, and just experiment with if you'd like. Um, it, the one that is relatively easy to find and it's kind of a common state uh, for uh, pipe enthusiasts is going to be Izmir. Um, and we use a lot of Izmir here at the Squire. We use some other leaves too, but Izmir is kind of our, our staple go-to oriental. We mm. love it. Um, it. It does have that uh, floral kind of perfumey uh, and uh, flavor. There is a, a lingering um, nuttiness that I think is really pleasant, but uh, it's a tobacco that, uh, you know, goes in, uh, it, it's meant to be used, I think, in small doses. It's not hmm. something that you want to smoke uh, a whole lot of. And so um, anyway, uh, we've got some here tonight. It's just a very, uh, you, you might confuse it with a, uh, you know, a dark fired 
burley or a, a maybe a dark uh, Virginia or something of that nature. It's uh, it's particularly light. It's one of those that's going to be kind of dry, uh, but a but a great tobacco. Lots of flavor. Uh, these tobaccos tend to have low nicotine, um, and uh, you know again are going to have that uh, kind of sweet and sour complex uh, you know characteristic to it. So um, anyway, just pulling the curtain back on Orientals a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I'm curious. So for for a tobacconist like yourself, like when you're when you're blending a new tobacco, when you're coming up with something that's going to you know, I mean, you're constantly rolling out some some new blends and or not depending on who's listening. Uh, and what the current rules and regulations are. Uh, but, but you know, as someone who's constantly experimenting and that sort of thing, when you go for an Oriental, like, right. what are you looking for? Like, what, why, why are you going to that Oriental? Yeah, I, I think, you know, an Oriental in general is you're looking for something to add just one more layer of complexity hmm. to what you already have, you know, because they are so distinctive and particular um, that, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at a palette where you're like, okay, this is a, uh, this is a blend that has maybe a lot of body, um, but it's it's lacking the little the, a, a little tingle is <laughs> something that that's the technical uh, scientific yeah, term, yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah but, but you know it, it's lacking maybe that little uh, that that little sharpness on the very end of the puff or on the very end of the retrohale or uh, you know something maybe um, you know after a couple minutes the lingering taste is not quite what I want it to be uh, the room notes different you know and so you're you're it's like a lot of leaves where you're considering these things but with orientals it's it's kind of Orientals are good for fine-tuning blends they, because they're so distinctive. They're just very interesting. Um, and so if you put some in to, you know, any kind of blend, you're going to get uh, just a very, uh, it's almost like moving the needle just a very small amount. You know, this is uh, tobacco that, um, you know, a little goes a long way. But it, can, yeah. it can add a lot of a lot of good stuff. Good so, stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oriental tobaccos. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you know, the great thing, of course, is with, um, you know, kind of trying to identify that complexity as you kind of expand your palate, it's going to be important to make sure that you're picking up all those various flavor notes. And of course, if you're doing so, you know, you got a, you got a nice little clay pipe and everything, which is, which is pretty and everything. It's, it's, That's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to do so in style while also making sure that you get a great, great quality smoke and make sure you pick out all of those complex notes, whether you're adding them or not, you need to be smoking a great corncob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we recommend uh, very heartily the Huck Finn corncob pipe uh, for all your tasting pleasures. Uh, the folks at Missouri Meerschaum, they do such a good job making high quality corncob pipes. And of course, you get a very pure, consistent flavor from a cob. Uh, they're inexpensive. It's very uh, readily available and um, and something that they take a lot of pride in. And so you'll be happy with it, too. But uh, this particular pipe, the Huck Finn, I love it. It's a great tasting pipe because the bowl is it's smaller, but it's not terribly small. Mm, so if mm-hmm. you're really getting into tobacco, you're trying it, but you're like, OK, this I could make this a full bowl. Let's keep going. Um, you know, that Huck Finn, it's a. Uh, it's kind of like the Bing's favorite of the of the corncob pipe world, right? It's uh, it's got that little longer stem on it. The the bowl is uh, is small, but but generous enough, and um, it's just a very a very high quality tasting pipe. And so uh, typically with those longer stem pipes, the smoke is going to cool down enough for you to appreciate the uh, flavor nuance a little more. Um, and some of those uh, complexities will come out where where they don't in other pipes. And of course, this pipe shines with that. So, um, uh, yeah, great great pipe from Missouri Meerschaum, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, don't forget, of course, with the corn cob pipe competi- competition going on, it must be a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. So who knows? Maybe a Huck Finn is could the, be the perfect winning, uh, baseline the, the, pipe. That's right. Yeah, for custom 
busting up your cob and making sure you smoke it as well. So if you do have a hug fin, be sure to smoke it this week. Tweet yourself in doing that. We'd love to retweet those out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. All right, yeah, this is this is an interesting one. This is a good one, man. So this was coming in from uh, Jason. Jason writes in and says, Hello, John, David, and Bo. My question is an environmental one. I love smoking my pipe and do so multiple times a day, most days. La- uh, lately, I've become more environmentally conscious, and I'm trying to eliminate more and more unnecessary waste. Do you know of a pipe cleaning method that isn't just running a cleaner down the stem and tossing it later? I generally make my cleaners last for a few good runs before tossing them. But in the end, they still get thrown out. I've also looked into recycling them, as here in my city, it's, uh, it is fairly easy to recycle most anything, but pipe cleaners seem to fall in that gray area of things that don't really recycle well. Thank you, and uh, thank you for taking the time to read Happy Smokes. And again, that is from Jason Breeden. Yeah, this is an interesting question. We brought it on air because I am hoping that someone else in the Country Squire Radio community will it's a classic uh, john david doesn't know the answer well exactly <laughs> well we'll have an answer to this i you uh, know the, the the best thing i can think of jason here uh, is the reusable shank brush uh, now with the shank brush of course the uh, it's it's going to be too large typically to go into your stem. Uh, all it's good for really is scrubbing out the shank of the pipe. And mm. so, uh, but you can use that. It's washable, and so it's something that you could use over and over. Um, have you tried washing a pipe cleaner? I've never tried washing a pipe cleaner. I but, can't even imagine. But maybe you can. I would. I mean, I. Th- but that's the thing. I I, I don't know. You know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the consistency of most pipe cleaners after going through the washing machine just sounds... But maybe, you know, maybe you're hand washing. I mean, these are like delicate, fine, you know, china or something. So you're, sure. So you're, so you're uh, you know, you're, you're hand washing these pipe cleaners. Um, I don't know. I would I, say, I mean, if, if they're... I'm curious to see if, if the community has something. Because to me, it sounds like that might actually make for, you know, we in the pipe community a disgusting here. disgusting smoke, right? Well, no. <laughs> what I was going to say is we in the pipe community, of course, we, we love our accessories. If you didn't know you loved accessories, you and, and yet you were getting into the pipe community, now now you know you love your accessories, right? You can't you got to have up. all the knickknacks. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea of some sort of like custom brush or something of that nature, the idea of some sort of custom brush or some sort of custom tool for cleaning out your pipe, uh, I can see that actually being an interesting product segment. Yeah. So I, just yeah, throwing that out there for I, the more entrepreneurial I don't we, you know, I guess we do have folks that come in occasionally and look for, uh, man, I'm going through a lot of pipe cleaners. What am I doing? Well, well, I mean, you, you do go through a lot of pipe cleaners. I mean, there's, you know, tobaccos have moisture in them. There's uh, saliva. There's uh, the, you know, kind of uh, dottle and juice and all those other things. Uh, you know, I, I would point you to the shank brush, which is reusable. You can kind of clean it out a little bit and reuse it in the shank. That doesn't help you with the stem. Uh, with the stem, uh, you know, maybe you would try some, uh, you know, hot water solution or some pipe sweetener uh, to just kind of flush it out through there. But there again, there won't be any kind of scrubbing effort. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I, if, if you're out there, if you're another environmentally conscious smoker that has thought about this particular issue, I'd love to, uh, love to get your feedback on that. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah. to, uh, post that to the Facebook. We'd love to, to hear whatever suggestions or, yeah. um, practices are out there. Do you, do you reuse your pipe, pipe cleaner? Like, like, is that, have you reused one before? Only if it's lightly, after I use it, if it's Kind lightly, of in a pinch type lightly, situation? No, well, no, you know, if it's lightly soiled and I'm typically cleaning the same pipe out, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, running it, maybe I use the cleaner uh, in the stem and the shank. 
and it's not heavily soiled, and so then I'll turn around and use it for the bowl. Okay. Uh, sometimes I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, but I, I yeah, it, as far as one of these, we've got these old timers that come in here, and they'll they'll reuse a pipe cleaner four and five times on the same pipe, and at some point you look in this pipe cleaner and you're thinking what's the point <laughs> like that's disgusting it's like you know cleaning a, a plate with a dirty dish rag like well you know you don't it doesn't really make a difference yeah at some point so, you're app- reapplying the, the, the soot the, back right to the, to yeah the so I, I don't know uh, you know I, I i don't you know maybe after after you know just special cases like that actually i i kind of appreciate both this question and your 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 honesty right there because I have reused pipe cleaners, and I always thought that was like a tacky thing that I was doing. So well, I'm glad that you know, know this is a safe space. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad here, and so you can bring you can bring that out. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It came we more. Probably, honestly, it's probably pretty common. You yeah, know, for folks to reuse pipe cleaner, I just don't. You know, particularly. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, if you got a if you've got an answer, let us know. And uh, thanks, Jason, for the question. If you've got a pipe question for us, send it in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick, Quick fire, fire with the squire. Quickfire questions. All right, man. Quickfire questions, of course, brought to us by our good friends at the Tent Society. More on them 
just a minute. All right. So these are coming in from listener Dylan. This is uh, this is fun. Dylan has for us a Freaky Friday edition of Quick Fire Questions. This is us uh, uh, wearing each other's hats, or you wearing my hat. Oh, and me I see. Hat. <laughs> All right, you ready for oh, this? This will be fun. All right, yeah. here we go. Okay, okay. All right, so would you like? I guess like, would you rather? Would you rather JD running Pottery or Bo running the Squire? Wow. So I can't think of a faster way for two businesses to bomb. To fail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll be honest. You know, I I think like from a technical standpoint, I literally have no idea what you do. From a bookkeeping standpoint, I literally have no idea what you do. Well, that's true. We'd be out of product here and like, I'd be like, how do we get more of this stuff? I I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Call some farmer that grows like, you know, burly. And then I would end up buying. (laughs) Can I tell you, so I used to be a retail manager. Like, like. Yeah. You know, I always forget that. I I do. I do. I was, I was uh, in retail for quite some time. forgot about that. But like, like I have, I I failed upwards in many respects. Like I I got like one store where we were just killing it and just doing great, great stuff. But before I got to that level of, uh, of kind of understanding, like I, I was terrible. Like I was buying like, like, $800 $800 printers by accident. Like, like I'm terrible with like managing that kind of stuff. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm in no, no, it took me a long time to figure it out. And I forgot it the day I got out of retail. Okay. So. Well, <laughs> our answers, our answers are, I would actually rather Bo run the Squire than me run Pottery. I'd rather have John David run Pottery. So yeah. Okay. Go. Well, that, that, that shows that uh, our, our faith in the there other. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, JD taking care of a kid or Bo taking care of tobacco Jesus hair. <laughs> Man, I want that hair. I, I, I'm sure you'd be great with the kid, but I want that hair. Yeah, I, I, I would, um, I would rather take care of a kid. I think you'd be a great dad. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like this uh, question, you know, presupposes that maybe I can't handle it. I, I you know, it was I, when I was reading that, I, I felt slightly insulted for you. Yeah. Um, that's okay. My yeah. kid's gonna like eat, <laughs> you know, but ice cream and you know, freaking. I don't know. Years years later, John David Cole Jr. is listening to this thing and like, should have taken the hair down. I know, I know right? <laughs> exactly. Like he doesn't even have that hair anymore. I took it. Yep. Uh, JD making gumbo or Bo blending tobacco? Ooh. I, I, I'm going to go with... JD uh, making gumbo. I'm going to go with JD, JD making, making gumbo. gumbo. Yeah. 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 I, I have tried. Yeah. There's a reason why... Yeah. Stick anyway, to gumbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> JD making a uh, cleaver ad break. Cle- clever. Clever. <laughs> cleaver. JD making a clever ad break uh, tie-ins or Bo making Squire Select pairings. <laughs> you've, um, made, you've made some break-in before. I've done it occasionally. I would actually rather, I think, Bo make Squire Select pairings. Oh, thank you. I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you do. I think you For do very specific tobaccos, I feel like yep. I could actually make some really quality pairings. Like, yep. you know, at random, maybe not, but but for very specific ones, I definitely think I could. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go with you on that one. Uh, and then finally, JD smoking the Rhino uh, or Bo smoking the Bing. The Rhino, of course, my rocks pipe. No, that's the, uh, right. Morta. That's right. I I could uh, yeah, Morta pipe with the stainless steel shank. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Bo on the Bing. Yeah, I I think you could rock a Bing's favorite. I I really do. So, like, uh, there's something about us short people. Like, there's something about a really like svelte kind of long pipe. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, we can make it work. I think you can make it work. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'll take that as well. And I'll, and I'll say this for the, for my for my Rhino pipe. Uh, the Rhino pipe is amazing. It's a, it is a certain look only certain people uh, can pull off. I am one of those people. The Rhino pipe is a good looking pipe, but I made it look good. 
No, if you've seen the picture, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there is, there's you know a, what I'm talking a, about. Our, our dear friend Wes uh, took an excellent picture of you. He with that right killed right. it. And um, I don't know what he photoshopped, but I look glorious in that photo. Yeah. And I like, you know, I should yeah. be the face of Rock's uh, it, it took uh, it, the, he, he definitely had to get the uh, the, the premiere version of uh, Adobe Illustrator. For Dude. That. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my rock, my rock, my rocks pipe, my, my rhino is always on me. No, it's, like, it's, it is, it's, it's constantly in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll with it. All right. Great questions. Freaky Friday edition. Well done, Dylan. That was very creative. Thank you so much. Yeah, for it was that. good. And of course, uh, quick fire questions are brought to us by the good folks at the Tent Society. Now, the Tent Society is an amazing online service where you sign up and monthly, every single month, not every single year, not every single quarter, but every single month, pipe tobaccos are delivered to your door. A sampling of some spectacular, sensational, uh, salacious? That's not... No, no not, not that, salacious. Not that word. <laughs> Delicious tobaccos for you to be able to sample, expand your palate, and uh, figure out what you like, which is very important, especially for those of you who are kind of getting into the pipe tobacco world, into the industry, into the uh, hobby. And, you know, you don't want to ro- roll into the store, pick up a bunch of tins, you don't know what you're doing. This is a great way to kind of expand your knowledge on a monthly basis from the good folks at the Tent Society. <laughs> Definitely not salacious tobaccos. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> with, with our good friends uh, at, at the Tent Society, what they do is they deliver the, the premium box concept to the to the pipe world. And it's so great because in this uh, beautiful package that you get every month uh, is, uh, you know, a variety of tobaccos, premium tobaccos, some of which you've heard of and some of which you haven't, but are all carefully curated from all over the world. Um, and so you'll get exposed to, um, you know, favorites, uh, things that you may enjoy you may not enjoy but you'll get to try different things that uh, are going to broaden your palate and uh, really uh, expose you to some things that um, you know you wouldn't necessarily have the chance to try otherwise without committing to a whole tin so uh, go to tinsociety.com you can use the code squire when you sign up and that's 20 percent off your first month's service at tinsociety.com we really appreciate them for, for sponsoring this show your thoughts your comments Listener feedback. Listener feedback mm. is what this is. Uh, man, we got some great listener feedback. First coming in from our, our boy Dave Allen of the MC Pipecast. That's the Maple City Pipecast. Uh, what did Dave have to say? Oh, look at that. Okay, yeah. Hey, guys, just finished listening to the Pipe Nook spot, uh, spotlight. spotlight and really enjoyed it. I do have one correction I need you to I need to let you know about oh, something you got wrong uh, during the quickfire questions. All right, now one of the questions asked uh, was between poutine and disco fries. Poutine is not just fries and gravy, but fries, cheese curd, and gravy. That's true. I did. I, I did forget that part. Interesting. Uh, okay. Some use any kind of cheese. Uh, uh, in a pinch, but uh, the cheese curd is traditional. Uh, if I didn't let you know, I would have uh, to turn in my Canadian citizenship. Ah. <laughs> Been listening to and watching the show for just over a year now and love the content. Uh, keep up the great work and have good smokes. And that's from our friend Dave at MC at MC Pipecast. Uh, and man, we're so thankful for that. So yeah, uh, dude, so that's correct. The addition of the cheese curd, and I totally forgot that. That's every time I've had poutine in my life, which I can count on two fingers, uh, the times that I have, uh, has, has uh, had the uh, the cheese curd. Yeah. What is it? What a cheese curd I, I don't even know like. what that is. Is it like cottage cheese? Well, no, or it's, is it so I remember this the from- curd, is it that they- uh, I remember this is a combination of Little Miss Muffet who sat on her top of eating her curds and whey. 
Uh, and then that is salacious. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. And <laughs> not just that, but also from reading Rainbow, where uh, Lavar Burton took you into like a a cheese factory where they yeah. separated the curds from the whey, and so like it's. You know, the, the way, if I'm remembering accurately, is more of like the liquid form of the milk cheese process. And the curd is what would eventually go on to kind of pack and congeal and become the cheese. So okay. it's kind of almost like these like okay. like little, um, I, think of like the consistency of like ground beef. Like it's like all like separated out. Not not like in, in like a in like a lime, but like when it's all clumpy. And that's what like a curd is. Okay. But it's okay. cheese instead of beef. <sighs> Pre-cheese. This is disgusting. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks, Dave. No, thanks that's for, good. Dave, yeah, that's that's very good. good qualification there. Yep. Uh, speaking of keeping us honest, man, up next we got, of course, our, our uh, good friend of the show, Doug Owen. What did Doug have to say? I love every time Doug writes in. I'm so honored, man. He says, uh, "Hey guys, uh, it's been a long time since I practiced law. Apparently, Doug practiced law. Oh, uh, Doug did everything. He, he's done everything. He's done everything. But as I recall, uh, one of the tests when a trademark infringement lawsuit was being brought was a test called the likelihood of confusion. This test. is this is good. This goes to our Dunhill clones episode from last week. Well, likelihood of confusion is what uh, happens every time Country Squire Radio airs. Wow. Uh, te- <laughs> Uh, the likelihood of confusion test where the court will look at whether the reasonable a reasonable consumer looking at the item would likely be confused as to the origin of the trademarked item. In other words, in the case of the Dunhill clones, uh, would a 965 smoker assume that 999 would be exactly the same product as 965? Uh, now, the interesting part of this to me as a pipe smoker and a former practicing attorney is that if I looked at that tin of 999, my rather snobbish Dunhill attitude about these tobaccos would be that I would presume right off the bat that 999 might be similar, but I would be confused to the point of assuming uh, it was a perfect copy of 965. Uh, Not a chance. As JD said, I'm sure... And I'm sure remembers when Dunhill left the market before 2010, Sutliff tried to duplicate early morning pipe and 965, among others, naming them similar names, but with little success. The only objection I would have to the K&K clones is that, which are the clones we talked about last week with mm-hmm. the pulled chickens on them and all that stuff, <laughs> is that the names are really tacky and frankly sophomoric. Uh, the latest rumor I heard was that STG may be rethinking whether uh, to let the license Laps. Ooh. If that is the case and STG continues to produce the original labels, then the K&K clones will be in trouble. Anyway, this is the kind of stuff uh, that makes attorneys rich, and that is one of the many reasons I escaped uh, to re-enter small retail, which was always always my first love. Hmm. Uh, I will mention as a that as a pipe smoker of over 50 years, one of the reasons all of us old-timers say that these new tobaccos are not as nearly as flavorful as the old days is that my taste buds are now 70 years old. <laughs> Wow, yeah. <laughs> and not nearly as keen as they were 50 years ago. <laughs> Keep puffing. Man, I, I appreciate that last comment from Doug. Good, good sense of honesty there. You know, we have a lot of yeah, our, our live studio audience is is, uh, is clapping. You know, we, there um there's great uh great tobaccos on the market, and and a, a lot of you know folks over time your your taste buds just you know maybe aren't what they were. Or, you know, things change, your preferences change, and um, there's that whole uh, rosy you know glasses looking into the past thing and so uh yeah i i appreciate that that's 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 good but um yeah good good stuff uh, would you think necessarily as a pipe guy i would look at that and be like is that the same thing as early morning pipe well no but you know i, I would uh 
you know, think that maybe it's a good try to, to duplicate it. Although, you know, like you said, is the, uh, you know, cloning, are they tacky and frankly, rather sophomoric as, uh, as Doug puts it? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd tend to agree. Okay. So uh, yeah, far be it for me to, to, um, to try to, you know, push back on this, especially with Doug, um, who is a legend at apparently everything, but like he admits that he's, he's looking at this through two brains, right? Yeah. It's the legal brain, but it's also, he's, he's an educated consumer in the situation. Sure. Yeah. An enthusiast. I would argue that most people are idiots, not people that watch or listen to this show. They're amazing. They're, no, they're no, not, not at all. Geniuses. Right. <laughs> Intelligentsia out, out the, you know, but, but most people, I would say are probably not that discerning. And so like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like the newer pie smoker comes in, you know, had, uh, um, the idiot society is going to write a terrible review of us tonight. That's fine. They'll yeah. end up reviewing Brian's show because they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. For, sorry for all the one stars, Brian. Uh, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, I do think about the new pipe smoker that may have had something that's <laughs> um, funny. <laughs> and then they go back. Cause I, all right. Think about all the people that like got in and had frog Morton as one of the first tobaccos. They just absolutely fell in love with. Yeah. Right. Sure. All right. So they come back and they start seeing frog Morton's not around. Well, let's say that fast forward to a year or so. Someone comes out with Toad's Basement. I think we, we kind of made the joke of right, that as right. being a clone. Instead of uh, Frogmorton selling yeah, it, right? Toad's Basement. They can't remember. They only had Frogmorton once. They remember, oh, it had like a, a, a little green thing on it. And he was underground in his, in his basement. And look, there's a toad in his basement. There's a so toad I'm, in his basement. I'm going to pick this yeah, up. a toad's basement. I don't know. From that standpoint. On the bayou. <laughs> I, think, I think there is an aspect of like, you know, I mean, for the educated, for the educated consumer, great. But we're in an industry where, you know, for, for our listenership, for our audience, we, we kind of represent the educated consumer. If you're listening to a podcast about pipe tobacco, chances are you're either educated or you're educating yourself about yeah, that's fair. the thing. Yeah. But most people that don't listen to this podcast or aren't actually kind of going out of the way to educate themselves are going to kind of fall into that so i don't know that's the only thing i would say to that is that <laughs> like i i don't know i don't know doug like send me more information on that on, on where you think because like you say you're you're a discerning consumer and i'm just kind of curious about that oh it's it's my it's kind of like a it's, it's as an aside but it's pretty close all things considered to, I, I i just you know i i agree with him in that i just think all the uh it's just so fun. What do they call it? Like instead of nightcap, it was like nightclub. 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 <laughs> but it wasn't just Dunhill that. nightclub. It wasn't just that. It was also it was the combination of the name, but also the the exact color, the exact. I mean, not the, necessarily the exact font. The old sign, or what was it? There was a couple of. There Did were, you post the pictures to Facebook? No, I tried to email them to you for some reason, but they didn't go through. Right, I, need, right. I need to do we, that yeah, again. Yeah, we need, we need yeah, to get those. They're, so they're just really, see. really bad. All right. Yeah. I'm Any, curious. Anyway, I'm not a legally, uh, to be fair, like I, I have no legal like background or no legal concept of on how you know the law works or anything. But at the same time, <laughs> it just would seem to me that like somebody could sue somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, I get it. Anyway, that's all that. And, uh, finally, on iTunes, man, we had an iTunes review from Eric. He said, great podcast, especially for new pipe smokers. I'm just picking up pipe smoking and really enjoy your podcast. Tons of informative tips and opinions and lots of industry knowledge. If y'all are taking suggestions, I would definitely enjoy an episode explaining different tobacco leaves types and how to blend them to make your own blend. Well, Eric, yeah, good. 
think this actually was probably written before the Blending at Home episode, but hopefully that provided a lot of great information for you. And who knows? We'll probably revisit that topic uh, again as, you know, always, it's, always irrelevant. Topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the Twitter man, the Twitter's been crazy tonight. Uh, yeah. So, so multiple, multiple things. Uh, he says, uh, our, our dear friend, Brian says, uh, Bo podcasting without a shirt is salacious, which, which is extremely true. We have, um, Portland Paul says, uh, you have a smudge on the camera over Bo's face. And I, uh, responded to Bo, or I responded to Portland Paul and said, that is Bo's face. It, accurate. Let's see what else it, we got. And, and it's for everyone's benefit. Really. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. Let's see. At Hoctor the Love Doctor, our dear friend, uh, he says that he's going to start trying to blend some uh, tobaccos. He's got some, going to put together two blends that hopefully don't taste bad. I'll try my best. And uh, so he's got some different different tobaccos that he's going to start experimenting with. I think a lot of folks have been inspired uh, recently by our, um, you know, blending episode. Hopefully we'll have some folks that uh, are getting into that which will be really great. Um, and, uh, and then finally, our dear friend Briar, or I'm sorry, our dear friend uh, Brian again uh, said, my show is so bad that I had Bo as a guest. What? <laughs> to be clear, I want to make sure I'm being clear about what I was insinuating there. I wasn't saying that idiots listen to Brian's show. I was saying that idiots would be so confused about which show they were listening to that they would accidentally choose his instead of ours because they're idiots. Oh, so what are you saying about the listeners to, of our show? I'm saying that if there is an idiot council <laughs> that somehow came across that and they went looking for a pipe podcast, they would accidentally, idiotically find Brian's instead of ours. And then there's, there's, I, I was not meaning to, I'm sorry, Brian. I think this is another thing that can just have its own legs, and now we this can be a new thing. This is this is great. Yeah, it's the rivalry that we'll all. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, Brian, come come back to Mississippi so we can get you back on on the show, man. Have we ever done one with like the three of us and Brian recording at the same time? Not in lot. No, you've live. recorded with him, and no. I've recorded with him, but we've never yeah. actually had like the three of us. That needs to happen. It does need to happen. Huh. Yeah, okay. it, it may require us going to North Carolina though. I don't mind going to North Carolina. Uh, I love North, North Carolina. Carolina's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe we need to make that happen. Yeah, man. So. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, uh, great listener <laughs> feedback. Hey, by the way, shouts out, of course, to uh, anyone who has headed over to iTunes and written us a review. That's a great way to help out the show. Uh, by heading over to iTunes, writing a review doesn't cost you a dime to do it. Uh, and it's a great way to, you know, help folks find the show that's right helps us a lot absolutely also a great way to help out the show uh, if you are willing to spend a few dimes is heading over to patreon.com slash country squire radio where you can become a member a club member of the country squire radio international pipe club uh, and get access to great and wonderful things like eventually the first 100 episodes of the podcast by the way we're being worked on quick update on that i actually had a meeting uh earlier today with uh with my assistant who is working very diligently on finding a solution so hopefully we are getting closer rather than further away from that we actually have a backup to the backup we had a backup no i'm sorry we had a backup to the backup in line before which was a bet not a great scenario but could be done we now have a backup before that backup i want to make sure i said that right which is a better solution for uh for for the listener but not necessarily ideal on our end and so we're trying to figure out if we can find that sweet spot that goldilocks you know what i mean yeah no that's fair and so so if we can find that great if not we at least have a backup that's going to be beneficial to the listener so one way or the other that's coming it's in the works there's your update on that and again that's going to be an exclusive for uh patrons and club members as well at countrysquireradio.com is where you can find the links to become a club member as well as follow us on the social media 
medias. I'm at the real Bo York on Twitter. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Uh. <laughs> dude i had fun tonight talk about orientals dude yeah this was a lot of fun man yeah, it was good it was, it was good a lot of good a lot of stuff going on in the pipe world you know i feel like we uh lots of announcements and that, and that kind of thing this is good though yeah, yeah no you know the stuff it's it's uh you know to, to have kind of uh so much at the top of the show it does show a lot of uh, things that are going on in the pipe community both locally and online and uh you know in the general uh area too are you, you man when, when, when are you heading to Texas? I should have asked you that at the top of the show. Yeah, going going Wednesday. Wait, I'm, your... I'm sorry, Thursday. Okay. Um, so uh, we're going to go a night early because uh, my beautiful wife has a sister in Dallas. All right. So we're going to yeah. go, go visit them, hang out with her and her husband and beautiful family. You got a sister-in-law um, in Dallas. I do. Yeah. I have a sister-in-law. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so we'll do that and uh, may enjoy some good uh, Texas food and uh, might even have time to sneak over to the Texas State Fair, which is going on. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. I'm Man. Yeah. Watch it. I know what's going to happen. Since I'm not going to be there, I know they're going to talk you into doing a barbecue pairing. And like, <laughs> and y'all are going to take pictures and be like, we got him to do it. I can't wait to hear about it, man. It's going to be fun. It'll be a great time. All right, man. Well, let's go have a night. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.